But in this new way of being, the chronic pain is a message from my body, it's a communication from my body. It's not at all trying to punish me. It's shining a little light and it's saying, hey girl, this isn't really working for me, this, um, this bunch of choices or this area, there's this area of your life and it's not, I don't really wanna participate in that anymore. Um, I'm feeling like I'm not being seen and being heard and I, I really just, just leaving you a message to say, you know, perhaps we could work on this together. I'd really like to, um, I'm here for you whenever you want. So just let me know, love your body, right? That's what your body's saying. Welcome to Not So Chronic, a place where we discuss the real truth in healing ourselves from chronic diagnosis. My name is Sarah and I'm a self-healers coach for women who want to step into the healer and leader they are born to be. Think of this podcast as your radical guide in unleashing yourself from all the BS you were told and awaken yourself to your power, your worth and your innate ability to heal yourself. Through our stories from suffering and diagnosis to real healing and transformation, we are the revolution. We are not so chronic. So they tell us that nothing's causing it, right? They tell us nothing's causing it. Um, Maybe they tell us we're causing it psychologically, that it's made up or that we think it's more painful than it really is. Um, They say that the medical term for the pain is causing the pain. Am I right? Fibromyalgia causes the pain, or Lyme causes the pain, or arthritis causes the pain, or hypermobility causes the pain, or autoimmune generally causes the pain. Um, As we know, this is just meaningless. Um, And their favorite go-to is, of course, that our body is broken. It doesn't function properly. It isn't able to recover. It can't heal. So, you know, you just need to stay in bed and, you know, not go for your dreams. Totally avoid your evolution and definitely resist your enlightenment because what would a world of radically empowered and sovereign women be capable of? Yes, let's keep them believing in this story that their body is broken. Mm. Okay, so what what's actually causing the chronic pain? Let's go there. So when I work with my clients inside the Self-Healer Society membership, and of course more deeply in my one-to-ones, we explore what the pain means for them. So we explore all the different aspects that the symptom of chronic pain means for them. And it's important I'm using this word for, because everything happens for us, right? And the chronic pain is happening for us. So like, how is the pain? What is the pain like? And we explore that pain. We give it shape, meaningful words beyond just a chronic pain diagnosis. Is it burning pain? Is it stabbing pain? Is it dull pain? And where in your life is that showing up? Where in your life is burning you? Who is stabbing you? And what's dull about your life? We find the connections. 
So I would ask my clients, when? When does your body manifest this pain? Maybe it's 24-7, it's endless. Maybe it's more in the mornings, maybe it's at work, after an argument. Maybe it's after a lovely day. Maybe it's after speaking to our mother. And we explore why and how it therefore makes total sense that the body manifesting debilitating back pain or arthritis pain or migraine pain or IBS pain or endo pain or whatever form the pain takes, it makes sense. And it's so interesting and so empowering because as we see how it totally makes sense, we further strengthen our relationship with our body with our intuition and our sovereignty over our life. We see that on some level, we've been choosing things and those choices directly manifest and enable the chronic pain. Because here's what they don't tell us, right? Our body does what we tell it. We've been so asleep to our own power. We've spent years saying things like, my body doesn't work. I'm going to flare later for this. I'll be too tired to do that later. And our body hears our commands. And then our body appears to not work and it flares later and it manifests fatigue later. You told it to. So if you aren't yet awakened to your own power, that's okay, my love. You are hearing me now, which means you have attracted me in for your own healing. You've attracted in these words. So you have chosen to listen to this podcast. You've chosen to explore what it, what is actually causing the chronic pain. So you're choosing to be open to everything that entails. And what it entails, my love, is radical responsibility. Your body is manifesting the pain. Your body is doing that and you're the healer that is going to validate it, is going to see it, understand it, and heal the misalignment within. The toxicity, the acidity, and your healing partner, your body, won't have to manifest that pain anymore because the reason why it has been doing that, you will heal. So why is your body manifesting pain? I would ask you as my client to explore the feelings associated with the pain and the words you choose, those words which create your reality. And this involves exploring the pain in depth. So what happens when the pain manifests? How do you feel about your body? What do you tell her? Do you criticize her? Do you cover the pain up in some way? How do you navigate the pain? This is really, really important. This is where we start. We would look at how the pain affects your choices. When you manifest pain, do you choose to take time off work? Work that you don't really want to be in anyway? Do you cancel plans, plans that you don't really want to do anyway? Do you stay in bed? Do you avoid rest and keep going? You know, maybe you're one or the other. Maybe the pain, with the pain you choose, you know, cancel everything, go to bed, totally rest and recover, self-care day, self-care week, self-care six months, six years. Or do you avoid the rest and you're just like, got to keep going, 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 going and ignore the pain and repress the pain? Well, both, both of those are really repressing the pain. 
Because you can't stay in bed for six years, my love. I won't let you. So what happens specifically when you make these choices? Is guilt there? Is stubbornness there? Do you keep on going literally until your body just drops? And what do you tell your body then in that moment then? How do you hold her? You see, I'm looking to understand what is your current relationship with your body and how your body has been manifesting pain in its signals of alert and communication to you. I'm looking to see the language barriers between you and your body. Because on some level, we tell the body to manifest pain. We make life choices to support that in being our reality. The body physically manifests real pain. I'm talking about real pain, yeah. We tell the body that it's crap or like it doesn't work. Um, and we ignore the pain and we miss the message there in the pain. So the body manifests pain louder and we ignore the message or maybe we misunderstand the message and we hear the message as proof of our disempowerment or proof of our inabilities or validation of our sense of low self-worth or this feeling we have that we're not enough. And the body manifesting pain like that, for us, we hear, oh, well, there's the proof, the proof that I'm not already enough. Potentially, we misunderstand the message of pain as some form of punishment. Generally in society, pain has been used as punishment, right? It's even though it's not anymore, like a teacher would never strike a student anymore in our society. Um, God willing, every society in the world, but I don't think we're there yet. Um, but even though that doesn't happen yet, there it uh, still, I mean, there is still programming deep within that pain of any kind is a punishment and that pain follows um, maybe radicalness or um, cheekiness or um, going against the, the wave, going against everyone else, being naughty. So let's think about the chronic pain manifesting in your perception as a result of you being sort of naughty or radical. And that could look like you having fun. You have fun, you have a glorious day, and then you believe, and your reality is so, because you create your reality, that the flare of chronic pain comes up to punish you for that. Maybe you take a gentle walk and you flare for seven days later. Um, and you, you, you know, get awake to noticing, do you actually say things like that? Do you say it punishes me later or I'll pay for that later? Do you say I'll pay for this later? You're involved in an, in an activity that's maybe a little bit fun. Maybe it's even intercourse, right? Like something enjoyable, something pleasurable. Do you actually say I will pay for this later? 
And then that happens, right? And then that happens. And then we say, see, look, I, I knew it. Well, you created that, my darling, like I did. So we create a reality for ourselves where our body punishes us. We, we perceive our body punishing us. Now remember, our reality is just our perception. Our reality is what we believe to be so, what we feel, what we perceive, what we believe. So I believed my body was punishing me, so that was my reality. My reality was my body was punishing me. As I began healing because I made the conscious choice to heal myself and heal my life, I stopped choosing that because that's a choice. That's a choice to believe my body punishes me. That's a belief, it's a choice. I stopped choosing that. I stopped choosing that because that is just, you know, that's the old narrative that enables chronic pain. And on some level, I believed I, I should be punished. Like, where did that come from? When I work with my clients, we explore that. Where did that come from? You deserve to be punished, says who? And of course there are, there are stories connected to that. So if we continue to position ourselves here, we probably position ourselves here in our life too, where everything seems to be punishing us. And not coincidentally, everything everywhere is some sort of punishment. Hey love, if you're enjoying the show and you're ready to connect with self-healers, attend powerful coaching masterclasses and get access to restoring and revitalizing self-healing practices, head over to notsochronic.com. As a huge thank you for being here on the show, you get an exclusive Not So Chronic discount to join us in our membership exclusive to Women in Healing, the Self-Healers Society. You'll get all my best self-healing resources, group support, and powerful coaching all for you in your self-healing. You and your work in the healing arts will be guided, supported, and celebrated. And you will have the chance to come on the show for Women in Healing, ready to share their truth that healing happens. So head to notsochronic.com and join us in the Self-Healers Society. Okay, my love, back to the show. It rains when we walk outside and we attach some meaning to that based on our perception. And the meaning we decide to attach could be nature is punishing me, life is punishing me, the rain is punishing me. Oh, of course, when I walk outside, it rains, it just wants to punish me. And this is more why me, this is more victim mentality. So if I believe my body punishes me through pain, then I'm going to believe everywhere, everything, every experience, someone is punishing me. The bus is late, the bus driver's punishing me, life's punishing me, and then I'm late for work, and then my boss yells at me, and he's punishing me. And we can see in all different areas of our life, if the belief is, I'm somehow worthy of punishment, um, punishment happens to me, especially when I pleasure myself in any way, in any form, we create that reality for ourselves. The moment we let go, the moment we dip into some pleasure, pain is there, punishment is there based on our perception. That doesn't mean it's not real. It's real. It's real for you. 
and it's real, your reality is real for you. But two people leave their house at exactly the same moment. And one says, oh, it's raining. It always happens to me. It's punishing me. And one says, haha, it's raining. Lol, or whatever they say, and they get their umbrella, or maybe they don't, and they just walk in the rain. Both of those realities are real. No one is saying one is real and one is not real. One is made up. I mean, they're both made up. They're both made up because we make up everything. We make up what we decide to believe or not believe and what we choose and what we don't choose. If we believe that a rainy day, I always remember this from Louise Hay. She said something in one of her books like, if we believe a rainy day is sad, then it's sad. And if we believe a rainy day is fun and for splashing in puddles, then that's what it is. So we've been so deeply conditioned into our own victim mentality we forget to see how we are just the one creating all of it, right? The pain that your body is manifesting doesn't have to be punishment. This is an old story and we can unsubscribe to that now. The old story and the old way of being was so. But in this new way of being, the chronic pain is a message from my body, it's a communication from my body. It's not at all trying to punish me. It's shining a little light and it's saying, hey girl, this isn't really working for me, this, um, this bunch of choices or this area, there's this area of your life and it's not, I don't really wanna participate in that anymore. Um, I'm feeling like I'm not being seen and being heard and I I really just just leaving you a message to say you know perhaps we could work on this together I'd really like to um, I'm here for you whenever you want so just let me know love your body right that's what your body's saying that is what your body is saying so let's have a look at pain in the wrists what happens there? So a client of mine was flaring in her wrists all year. Was it surprising that she has dreams of writing a novel? Writing, right? Wrists, hands, writing, creating. She was in the process of healing her ability to self-express. So self-expression, we've got hands, we've got writing. She was living in a situation where she felt the situation was keeping her limited. It was keeping her dependent even. And her hands at the time were her outlet of independence. Everything else was being chosen for her really, although she was choosing that. She needed her hands, she relied on her hands. Her hands were her portal to her self-expression, which she was healing. She was stepping into her self-expression, letting herself express, which is scary when we're not used to that. The body wants to avoid scary things. The body wants to keep us safe. Even if that means keeping us safe in fear, even if the body says, hey girl, look, I'm not sure about this self-expression stuff because people could be mean or something could happen. So um, how about we don't write the book? You know, how about that? <laughs> And um, our sweet body, what a babe, do you know? Isn't it just such a sweetie? So anyway, healing is change, right? Healing equals changes, new ways of being. And our body is programmed to believe that its entire survival rests on predictability. 
And in this case, writing a novel, it's not very predictable. A million people could read it, right? People could love it. It could change everything. It could make loads of money and doors could open for her. She could leave that environment. She could get independent. She could like move, do what she wants. No longer needs that current life situation anymore. So this was all going on in her mind. Um, or people could hate it. People could be really nasty. People could um, not buy her book and none of that could happen. So there was some pressure on the result. When we put pressure on the result of something that we're, we're refusing to even do and try and accept and embrace and the pressure of the result of that, which is made up because we're just like attaching meaning again. We're just like deciding the outcome. We don't know the outcome. And we're just like deciding, well, this could be the outcome. I could make a million pounds. Well, yeah, that could be the outcome, but are you gonna not do it because of a possible outcome? So the very success that she wanted could actually be the worst thing to happen. It could be risky. Now that's an important, that's an important part of this story because those around her told her it's risky, that it's mad, right? It's a mad idea, writing a novel. It's mad, it could be a waste of time, it could be this, it could be that. Other people's limited beliefs projected onto her. Lo and behold, the wrists flare up. And what happens then? It's too painful to write the novel. It's too painful to use her hands. And the novel doesn't get written. Nothing changes. The body is happy because nothing has changed and the body just wants you to be safe. And the dream is put to one side and the body flares continuously because not because the body is hating you or attacking you, but because the body also knows that this life is not working. This life is not working. This life of fear, of believing in other people's projections, of limiting yourself. Your body wants you to flow and grow and shine. It really does, but it's a little scared. So now this client chose to take radical responsibility for herself, her beautiful hands, her whole body and her life. And you'll find her now in her new home where she no longer requires people to care for her, which she knows really was just enabling the symptoms to be there. And she's a writer, she's an energy healer and she's a true inspiration. So look at what happens when we heal the fears and the made up limitations that we ourselves create. Let's take my other client. Her narrative with pain was that the pain was her body punishing her. And she'd never really not experienced pain. So pain was almost a comfortable state of being in the sense that the pain was so familiar. Her reality was her body punishing her because that's what people did for her. That's what life did for her. So she discovered through reconnecting to her body that this pain was younger versions of herself requiring the attention, the love, the nurturing that children need and that children must need. But she didn't receive. And the pain manifested as her opportunity to be the one to love herself. She realized she realized she was continuing to parent herself in all the old ways that she herself had been parented. 
and she believed that she loathed herself. And she came to me and she said, Sarah, my body has been manifesting the pain that I myself have been saying and believing this whole time that that's what I deserve, that that's what's normal for me and that that's who I am, some sick person. And she was so excited because it's when we make these connections, we know we can take the responsibility and choose to deeply love and heal ourselves. She hasn't flared at all, all year. And she works in the healing arts, coaching women who are also healing that loss of self. So for me, just briefly, because you all know my stories by now, um, my body manifesting pain served me as its whole purpose was in helping me seek out fixers. I'm talking about men to come and love me, to come and heal me, to parent me and to care for me. Because all I had ever wanted was to be seen. On the outside, I was a fun, fearless, nomadic girl and that attracted these kind of men. Inside, I was weak and unable and childlike and vulnerable. And I, I believe that that is what was really attracting these fixer type men. Also on the outside, because I'm fun and I'm nomadic and the fixer types who are really looking for, you know, the kind of weak girl that they can look after, that's what they're really looking for. I was like someone a bit different. Oh wow, like she just, she flies everywhere. She goes where she wants. This is kind of different and interesting. And I'm interested and my ears are perking up. And also she's cute, right? And so there, you know, you start to chat and you start to get to know each other. And then because I was um, an oversharer um, and very codependent, um, the inner stuff of the weakness and the inabilities and this like childlike, just like state of being that I chose cemented um relationship with these kind of fixer men because that was like um that's that was wonderful for them and there's nothing necessarily like evil or bad about these like fixer types um they loved me they did love me i had some wonderful loving relationships but at the same time I forgot who I was, this fun, fearless, nomadic girl, because I just became that, the weak, unable, vulnerable girl. And then looking for them to do the healing for me, like as if, if they could love me that much, they could heal me. I'm not talking about healing physically, but like healing all these wounds so that the physical illnesses wouldn't matter so much or something like that. Or they wouldn't, it wouldn't affect me so much because I'd have all their love and support. I could still carry on this kind of way of thinking. But you know, they did love me deeply and it healed parts of me. They taught me some beautiful things like self-belief and like reflecting how lovable I am. But 
my body no longer needed to manifest chronic pain when I chose to become my own savior. So in the same months, my long-term partner of three years dumped me. And actually, I mean, this was, it was awful at the time, but I can say it now, this was a blessing from the universe because it enabled my healing really to blossom. Not that he in any way was restricting my healing. He was my best, best, best friend. I deeply loved him and he loved me. And I only have very warm feelings to him. But our whole life together enabled my sickness. When I was with him and around him, I just naturally, habitually went back to the weak child. I'd find myself getting upset over stuff that happened years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, that I thought I'd healed already, but I was like bringing it up and it was all like getting sticky and messy and like not, not right, not right. And I know it's so hard when relationships end. It's so, so sad, but my body and my life was just telling me like, no, this isn't, this isn't it. It was great. You learned so much. We both did. That's like my body and me talking to each other. We learned so much, but it's expired. And the old narrative of like calling him, crying and moaning to my partner and trying to be seen by getting all these cuddles and massages, like it just, it no longer fit my new aligned life that I was positioning myself in. Like, of course, I like a cuddle and a massage, but I don't need them anymore to feel seen and worthy because I already am seen and worthy. And we all are. We just temporarily forgot that. We forgot who we were when we were busy being sick. Okay, my loves, I hope you enjoyed this show. And if you did, remember to check out your not so chronic discount and join the Self Healers Society over at notsochronic.com for powerful coaching masterclasses, self-healing practices, and real friendships with real women who heal themselves. We are the revolution. I'm Sarah. See you next time. And remember, healing happens.